Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Well, isn't it a great time of year? Praise God. I, uh, I want to just encourage you. Just make the decision that this year, whether you normally like Christmas or don't, that you uh, uh, make sure you keep the reason right and uh, uh, just adjust some things and say, no, I'm not going to let the enemy steal my Christmas season from me. I'm going to be blessed and I'm going to be a blessing. You know, sometimes it's real easy to get our eyes on uh, self as far as uh, you know, woe is me and being a victim mentality. But I'm telling you, there's people out there that need ministered to. Yeah. There's people out there that need uh, 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 encouragement during this time. And, uh, and guess who he uses? He uses us. He uses people to do that. And so always be mindful of those around you that may be struggling in a tough time or whatever. And just encourage them. Say, hey, you know, just want you to know that you're not alone during this season. And uh, it's it's a special time because uh, it's it's intended to be so. Uh, so the proclamation is what uh, um, um, good tidings of great joy. He leaves with us, Amen. And uh, and that's that's our that's when, what's been given to us. So praise God. All right, real quick before we get going a little bit. Um, how many of you, uh, right off the bat, without looking at any notes, can um, give me the four, our four main uh, vision, uh, visions, uh, the titles of our, our four main points of our vision? Who can, who can do the first one, you think? Strong foundation, very good. Who said that? Annie, here we go. Okay, number two. Hmm? No, that's part of it, but it's not the, the actual. Yeah, the, so, okay, so strong foundation is the first. What's the second one? Strong life. Okay, strong foundation, right? Strong life. Then, Karen? Strong families. And then fourth? The star? Does that give an indication? Shining lights, right? Okay. So number one, strong foundation. What was number two again? Strong life. Number three? Strong families. And number four? Shining lights. Okay. And then, and so our, our, uh, we know that our mission statement is, includes all those. Our mission statement is we're called to build a strong foundation on the Word of God so people live a victorious life and pass it on to generations to impact others. And so we see in the mission statement we're called to build a strong foundation, right? Number one, on the Word of God so people live a victorious life. Number two, a strong life, right? And pass it on to generations. What was number three? Strong families to impact others. And what is that shining light? And so, um, 
So it, it's okay if you didn't, didn't know these or, or, or get them down, but you will in time, and we want to keep this before you, and that's a lot of our uh, fault in the past for not keeping it uh, before you because, you know, if you, if you know the vision uh, uh, of something that you're a, a part of, you know what to expect, you know what's, what's, uh, uh, what that's going to look like. And so it's very important to us. This is, and then underneath of that course, then we have the bullet points that, uh, Kittry, that you were talking about. The strong foundation, obvious, is we teach and train believers. We learn to apply God's word. We keep God's word first place. We're rooted, grounded, and established in God's word. We learn who we are in Christ Jesus, and we are to be filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. Number two, strong life. Become mature believers. We operate proficiently in foundational biblical principles. We live a victorious life. We know our covenant rights and privileges, and we stand firm in spiritual warfare. Strong families. We reach all generations. We keep God's word first place in our homes. We serve God together. Our homes are havens of love, joy, and peace. And then finally, shining lights. We reach out to our community and abroad. We share Jesus and make disciples. We're examples in our community, and we bring others to Christ. And so... Uh, uh, those, those obviously, that is the vision summary, and then these uh, four different, uh, the the four different ones uh, are very important, um, you know. So that we, okay, that makes us think, what what does this include? And so, uh, praise God, we would just want to fulfill what God's called us here to do, and to uh, impact people of Fremont County and in the state of Wyoming in a in a positive way. And I tell you what. I look at you guys sitting there and I think about the stories that I hear all the time of what God's done in your life and how he's brought you to this place. And we're just, we just rejoice with you, praise God, and know that the best is yet to come. There's much, much more. And that's the neat thing about uh, when we put God first and begin to serve him, uh, there's, there's no limit with God. There's limits, man has limits. But thank God God doesn't. Aren't you thankful for that? No limits with him. And that's, uh, that's a good thing. So um, I, uh, I want to um, uh, spend a, a little bit of time um, today. You know, we talked about, uh, remember what the message last, last uh, week was? Remember what that was about? The Messiah has come, right? The Messiah, the Messiah has come. To us, uh, the Messiah meant a redeemer, a deliverer, and how that he's the, still the deliverer today, still delivering us. And, 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 and anytime we get into bondages, praise God, we know that the deliverer has come and that, that uh, uh, deliverance is there for us, whether it, be for, whether it be for healing in our bodies, whether it be for encouragement in our lives, whether it be for favor, whether it uh, just the, the blessing of the Lord has been given to us. And we know people that's been set free from addictions, from uh, uh, um, uh, of all sorts, and 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 just the the op- all the uh, oppression, family possession, depression, and all those uh, being delivered. And uh, the Messiah has come. Praise God. So that's a good thing to know. That there's nothing that we ever get into or are involved with that the help hasn't already come for us and available to us. That's good news. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, um, so we're going to uh, uh, talk a little bit about 
than today uh, about a different subject. And I'm going to, and, and by the way, I see somebody here that's out. Uh, tomorrow's a very special day to her, uh, Sarah. Is tomorrow your birthday? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so happy birthday, Sarah. So make sure you, you give her a good hug on the way out. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, watch the shoulder. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just pat her. There you go. Thank you. So um, as, as I begin to think, this series that we're doing, Oh Holy Night, uh, it encompasses a lot of things. And there's a couple of things I want to get into uh, before uh, Christmas actually happens and takes place uh, the Christmas Day. And, uh, but a lot of things happened and took place that led up to this. And we know that it wasn't just a baby born in a manger. We know that there was a plan, a great plan. We know as we go back to the very beginning in the garden, we see that the enemy came in, Satan came in, and caused a great divide between God and man and God's men and women, God's people on the earth. And as the enemy did that, then, then there was that separation. There was a separation between uh, um, uh, uh, a God that loved his people uh, and people that were to serve him and realize the blessing of serving him. And so um, that wasn't, even though the enemy did that, thank God that we have a loving father that continued to work on a plan to redeem mankind back to himself again. Aren't you thankful that he did that? We're going to look into that a little bit in Scripture. But as this plan began to unfold, the Bible talks about how death reigned from Adam to Moses. Well, Moses, what was so different about Moses? Well, we know that with Moses, the Ten Commandments was given. The law was given. It was given to be able to in the midst of sin that was rampant upon the earth and controlling people's lives by the Ten Commandments was a way for people to live and, and be out from under that heaviness of, uh, of the condemnation of sin. But with that then, there was what? There was uh, sacrifices that had to be made. There had to be blood that was shed. And, and, and uh, a lot of, lot of animals lost their life because of the bloodshed for men's transgressions. And so there had to be, we know, that one spotless lamb, one lamb that was pure to be able to pay the total price for mankind's uh, 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 infractions and everything that mankind would ever do. And so Jesus was that spotless lamb, praise God, sent into the world to be that redeemer, the Messiah, to come to bring deliverance to the people, to the captives, and see them set free. Thank God Jesus came. Now, when Jesus came, he had to willingly come at his father's uh, uh, beckoning, and he, we know that he did that. He left deity, put on humanity, walked amongst the earth and was tempted in all points the bible says like unto we are but refused sin because he knew the 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 goal of this whole thing was he had to remain pure and in that is a great message for us today praise god what if we today made the same uh, 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 attitude towards walking pure and holy that it's not worth allowing sin in our lives 
because sin we know that has always and always will cause a great divide in mankind and we know the word sin itself means to miss the mark it's an archery term it means to miss the mark in some way but thank god the power of sin is broken over us and we don't we're not a slave to sin any longer if we're born again if jesus is your lord sin cannot make you 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 don't have to say well the devil made me do it because his power is broken and so whenever we know that we're sin is when when we sin where the bible talks about being led away by our own uh, lust of the flesh and 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 the, and the majority of time it comes from our flesh wanting to do something wanting and that's not right and we we give in to that but thank god we know that we are a number one spirit right and as we walk, uh, as we grow and build up our spirit, man, the more that we can stand up against this flesh and say, no, just like Paul did and crucified the flesh and say, no, you don't. You're not going to control me. I've been delivered from sin. I don't have to sin any longer, praise God. So it's a choice. He gave us all a choice, <coughs> excuse me, to make. Well, as we continue in life, here was this spotless lamb that was, uh, uh, came in, had to make an entrance into the world and was born of a virgin was a uh, was an awesome thing that was uh, uh that was brought into a world and mary we know that was impregnated by the holy spirit the seed was planted in her from heaven praise god uh to carry this uh, child uh that would be the redeemer for mankind and so we know that everything that began to lead up to that was quite a a uh uh uh, quite a spectacle, quite of things that began to happen. All of a sudden, uh, and, uh, uh, there was uh, angels began to appear. There was uh, 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 signs in the heavens above, uh, the stars. Uh, there was things. There was there was a witness upon the earth that man, this is this is something that's never happened before. This is incredible. We don't know exactly the details of it, but we know it's God. And even the enemy know, knew that there was something happening, but he didn't know what. And that's what we're going to get into a little bit uh, today, because the wisdom of God, everybody say, the wisdom of God is greater than man. And so thank God for that godly wisdom that uh, uh, began to take place because it, it's, it had been in the works for many, many years, right? Uh, whenever mankind sinned against God, yet God didn't stop. He immediately began to uh, put together a plan to bring the redemption of mankind back again. And thank God he did. And nothing, nothing derailed that. And so Jesus was writing, this was as, as the birth of this baby that was born upon the earth was a great, uh, a, 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 a great miracle that was taking place here on the earth. And people didn't understand why, even though it was foretold, right? It was foretold in the Old Testament. The prophets foretold that this would be happening, that this Redeemer would come. This, this King would come upon the earth and, and, and redeem mankind. But, but, they didn't know exactly what that meant and what that entailed. But thank God, the wisdom of God was in operation in the midst of this. Now, what I want to talk about is I want to talk a little bit this morning about the wisdom of God that was involved to make this all happen. 
And then secondly is this, the wisdom of God that made this all happen is available to you and I in some arena of our lives. We have access to that same wisdom that was operating uh, um, uh, on the earth to make this great thing begin to happen to take place. And I know sometimes here on this earth we think that, well, you know, I'm just little old me. I just, no, I'm telling you, God lives on the inside of us. If God lives on the inside of us, wisdom lives on the inside of us. Because God is wisdom. Amen. And so don't ever go around saying, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Say, no, I have the mind of Christ. Praise God. Amen. I have the mind of Christ. You know, it may not look like I don't know anything in the natural at this point, but wisdom is available to me. Matter of fact, when you begin to read Proverbs, who's Proverbs written? We know Proverbs is written to the young men, right? The young men. And what's it start off with? About wisdom and about knowledge and understanding and going after it and, and, and search for it even more than you would find rubies and, and precious uh, gems and, 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 and metals and things because it's so important. Because the wisdom of God will get you and I places that we can't get on our own. And there might be people around you saying, well, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But then you can begin to say, well, you know what? We may not know in the natural, but we know that God will show us. I mean, you look even in the Old Testament about those, especially I think about people like Daniel and Solomon and these different men that the wisdom of God was in operation, began to operate in. And they done supernatural things that in the natural men was just amazed. How could they, how could they know? And it was the right thing because it produced the right results. It was the wisdom of God in operation. Well, if that was in the Old Testament, how much more is available to us under the New Covenant, under the New Testament? And there, God desires that you and I, upon the face of this earth, operate in His wisdom so we can get done what He wants to do in the earth through us. Praise God. That we don't have to say, well, I just don't know what to do. Well, we may not know in the natural, but we know that there's available, the resources available. We know there's the wisdom available. It's just a matter of us tapping into that and receiving from that wisdom that's been given to us or that's on the inside. There's things that I know that a lot of times that I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do at the time, but I've learned a long time ago to never say, well, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, our words are very important important we can't because you know we believe what we say quicker than we will believe in what someone else says and it's important that we say the right thing just begin to say i've learned to begin to say lord i thank you that i have your mind i have the mind of christ here i'll know what to do when i need to do it i'll know and i cannot tell you how many times that's been the case in, in, you know, begin in starting out. It may not look like, uh, uh, you know, you knew what to do in the situation. But all of a sudden, God's wisdom began to come in. And you may not even realize at the time, but then afterwards it was like, that was the wisdom of God. I'm not smart enough in my natural ability to figure that out, but God's wisdom is. But if we give way to that, and, and, and as amazing as humanity is, in the natural 
you know, uh, there's so much available to us spiritually. I mean, in the natural, it's, it's amazing what we can, we can uh, accomplish and do and, and work out in things. But man, when you tap into God's wisdom, when you know what to do in something, and, and, and all of a sudden then it begins to produce the results, it, 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 that's just awesome. Because it's something that before that maybe nobody knew in the situation what to do. But all of a sudden, through the wisdom of God, we tapped into something and it began to take place. So this is what began to set up. This is what uh, uh, was the process or, or, or the plan that began to happen when Jesus was, was brought into the world. It was the wisdom of God and men had no clue. Have you found First um, Corinthians chapter 2? I haven't told you even where to go. You are not there. I'm there. First Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified because I just happen to like the way that it reads. The Amplified reads concerning this. You can read whatever translation you're in there. First Corinthians chapter 2 begins like this. As for myself, obviously this was Paul talking here, brethren, so he's talking to the brethren of the believers. When I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence of mystery and secret of God concerning what he had done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty words of eloquence of human philosophy and wisdom. For, he says, I resolved to know nothing to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and Him crucified. You know, there's times, sometimes you've got to say, you know what? I just lay down my junk and my stuff and natural because I know I'm going to run out of that real quick. But Lord, I know that I need yours and it's available to me. And so that's what I know I must tap into. And I was passed into a state of weakness and fear, verse 3, dread and great trembling after I had come among you. Verse 4, and my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved by the Spirit and power of God, operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers and the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So it wasn't my words, he said, Paul speaking. He said, it wasn't my great wisdom and my eloquence of speech that did this. It was something far greater than that. It was the Holy Spirit working. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about baptism by fire. And you understand, you've got in on that. And you know what how that makes the difference in our life. And Paul was bringing that to the forefront, saying, it's that Holy Spirit that I've been talking about that made the difference and persuaded men's hearts. And guess what? It works the same way today. So when we try to do it on our own ability, persuade someone or encourage someone in something, it doesn't go like it does when it's anointed by the Holy Spirit that He begins to give us the right words and wisdom to say and to do. Verse 6, Yet when we were are among the full... Tri, uh, the full did I read verse 5? Yeah, okay. 
Yet when we were among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present world or of this world nor of the leaders and the rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God, once hidden from the human understanding, and now revealed to us by God, that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages of our glorification to lift us into the glory of His presence. So this this wasn't something that we got... Uh, uh, through humanity uh, uh, by natural means here this was something that was hidden from from uh, uh, hidden it was really hidden for man and a lot of people say well those things are mysteries those things are hidden well they used to be mysteries they used to be hidden but they're available to us today god wants to make those things available so they were they were uh, uh, they were hidden for us those mysteries in God because why because had we known some of those things we couldn't have got them figured out in our own ability and we didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to accomplish those things it would have been vain in its actions and working but today praise God we have the Holy Spirit that's on the earth Jesus said when I leave I'm going to what leave you the Holy Spirit your helper he'll help you to get where you need to get he'll help you to do what you need to do through the wisdom of God praise God amen isn't it so good to know that we're not just out here stumbling around in life but that we have a helper praise God to help us glory to God to help us aren't you thankful for that amen Lauren has God helped you have you noticed a difference in your life? Drastically. Can you, uh, isn't that awesome? Doesn't it feel good? To know that you're not on your own. You're not just kind of stumbling and bumbling around. But now you have a helper that's helping you. Praise God. And we could go down the rows and just pretty cool. So thank you for letting me pick on you because it's been fun watching you blossom. Praise God. Amen. So... Uh, and, and then now look at verse 8. Now this is where we're headed because of all this. None of the rulers of this age or world perceived and recognized and understood this. For if they had, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They, 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 they didn't understand that this was the plan of God into the world. That the baby had to be born into this world and it had to be there had to be an entrance of a perfect lamb to walk in the midst of sin and his blood to be shed for the remission of sin and he, he and then uh, uh to to give his life and then defeat see the power of sin and many other things on the cross sickness and disease and all that junk and then went to hell itself and defeated the enemy in on satan's domain himself and then rose again victorious and say and he said the job's done here's the keys of victory i give to you so awesome that had the enemy known it he would have never allowed the king of glory to be crucified it looked like he was putting he w- he was putting putting out as you know snuffing out the light he it looked like that that by this going through that he could use 
the form of religion and religiosity and in so many different arenas and and the and everything to crucify and and to to kill this king but that was part of the plan that had to be done but satan didn't know that why because he wasn't privy to the wisdom of the father and those that stood by even Jesus, before his crucifixion, what did he do? He met with them and spent time with them and said, there'll come a time that I won't be with you. There'll come a time that I'm going to be crucified. There's, time, there comes a, there's going to come a time that I'm going to go before Pilate. There comes a time that I'm going to be, go before rulers. There's a time that I'm going to be beaten, I'm going to be crucified. And he let them know. He even helped them. Because why? Jesus was there, but the Holy Spirit still wasn't given to bring the understanding to them yet, like it is to us today. And so he, he spent time with them to tell them his inner core, this would happen, this would take place. And we know that even in his crowds, uh, uh, when he taught and preached, he, this information got out there, but they still couldn't see it because it took the wisdom of God to decipher that. They, they were looking naturally at things. They was looking naturally at, at, at how this is all going to play out. And they thought that, well, you know, Jesus was a liar now because he said that, that uh, uh, you know, he was the king and all this would change and everything. And now we're seeing him crucified. They're killing him. That's the end of him. Usually when somebody dies, that's, that's the end of their reign or that's the end, you know, here, here on this earth. But it was only beginning. It was a plan that was unfolding right on cue because the wisdom of God was in order to make that happen. Aren't you thankful for that? And so they didn't even understand the baby born in a manger. How could this little baby come and bring peace upon the earth, goodwill towards men? See, it was the entrance of this peace that we live under today. Now, not in the world around us, but we live under. That in the world, you're going to have troubles, the Bible says, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So there's a great peace in him. And so he says, I'm going to bring peace into the world. Peace is going to come in the midst of all this sin and turmoil and sin and, and darkness upon the earth. In the middle of it's going to be sin. And I'm also bringing with it my wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. God's wisdom. He's going to be bringing something, some supernatural insight here that we're going to need. How many of you know that even after Jesus came into the earth, that with that came a whole other set of problems. It came these set of problems that's, well, what do we do with this now? How do we move forward with this? Without the wisdom of God, you don't know those things other than what's been spoken in the Scripture. And what you read in the Scripture, you, you can only understand with your natural mind unless you have the Holy Spirit to help reveal that and bring understanding to that, right? So here we are today. Here we are today in uh, uh, 2023. And problems face on the earth. Problems come against our political arena. Problems happen all over the place. But what's happening God's working in the midst of it. Guys, can I just take just a minute and tell you how excited I am with what, you know, it, it looks like in the natural the things are bad. 
But I'm telling you what, God will work right in the middle of it. God is working in the middle of it. Did you know that right now, under this present administration, there shouldn't be any reason for them, for this administration to stand with Israel like they have? Nope. They shouldn't. But there's something in the works. God's working with them anyway to stand behind Israel. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And now we're seeing, I don't know if you've been following lately, but some of our Ivy League colleges, our presidents that's standing up, that won't stand against anti-Semitism, against the Jewish people, all of a sudden, okay, they're gone. They're gone. And you guys are going to be next if you don't get your act together. These are our colleges that's fought against some of our Jewish people, some of the most, that are stepping down because they know that the heat's been put on them. Right in the middle of all this junk that's been happening, God's at work right in the middle of it. God's at work, praise God. Don't you ever give up on this nation. Don't you ever give up. No, I'm telling you, God is doing some great things. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying for, especially for those leaders that know God and praise God that God's working through. And even those that don't know Him, we know that we need to pray. Pray that Christ, pray of the Ephesians prayer, that Christ be revealed to them. Amen. That there's a revival hits the White House, praise God. Amen. So, the wisdom of God. In the world, it looks like, oh, man, we're going to hell in the handbasket here. You know, it's just terrible. Going from terrible to worse to terrible to bad. You know, it's just terrible. But yet, what's happening? God's at work right in the middle of it, praise God. Aren't you thankful for that? He's working in the middle of it. When it looks like in the natural, the things just is not going the right direction. Even God's hands in there working, praise God. Because God's a God of wisdom. And if we'll believe Him for it, He'll work through us. How's that interpret today? He'll work through our families. He'll work through our businesses. He'll work for, through those around us and, our, and, and, and those friends of ours and people that we know. He'll give us the wisdom how to share the love of Jesus with them. He'll give us wisdom on how to work with them. Raising your children, guess what? It takes godly wisdom. Anybody can raise a child, but raise them right takes the wisdom of God. And it's available to us. Aren't you thankful for that? And so that wisdom, first, we see it being poured out. Of course, we see it in the Old Testament because what's the Old Testament? It's a type and shadow of things to come. It's We get to see in the Old Testament things that happened and took place and encourages us today because we say if it happened there, how much greater is it available under the New Covenant in the New Testament where we live today? That's encouraging. Amen? Hallelujah. So, verse 8, none of the rulers of this age or world perceived and recognized and understood this. For if they had, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't see. It was blinded to the fact that there was a plan of God. The world today is blinded by a fact that the Redeemer is still in the earth working and He works through men around us. If they only knew, if people that had were veiled only knew what was happening this is church this is our finest hour 
This is our time to shine like never before. There's more, more ministry out there right now going on and happening, praise God, than there ever has been. People are hungry. They're, they don't know which way to turn. They, they feel the desperation. They don't know. And that's why they need the light of the gospel shined on their hearts and He shines through us with the help of the Holy Spirit working with us. Hallelujah. So let's just expect when we, we go, when we speak to people, when we go out in the public, when we deal with situations, that, 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 that the wisdom of God shows us how to work through that and how to help people and how to bring uh, 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 situations to, to, to be settled and taken care of. Verse 9, but on the contrary, as the Scripture says, what eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard and not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready for those who love Him, who hold Him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying Him and gratefully recognizing the benefits He has bestowed. Verse 10, Yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them by and through His Spirit. Hmm. He has. Everybody say has. That's past tense, is it not? He's revealed them to us by His Spirit uh, through the Holy Spirit. Um, everything, uh, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsel and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thought except the man's own spirit within him, your, your, your human spirit. Just so no one discerns or comes to know and compelled the thoughts of God except by the Spirit of God. It's by His Spirit. That's the only way. There's things that we'll, we'll never get any other way. That's why men strive. They, they try their best to figure things out. And sometimes it's just a, the, the quote that just the normal uh, somebody just shows up and all of a sudden does something that changes it all because of the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And that, my friend, can't be bought. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to this world, but we've received the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. That's us. Hallelujah. If you've been filled with the Spirit, praise God. You need to expect the Holy Spirit to, to, to work through you and I. We need to expect Him. I lean him on Him heavily, praise God, because I know with, without Him, I can't do what I need to do. But we can do what we need to do through His help, praise God. He puts the super on our natural. Amen. Yes. He does, praise God. People sometimes wonder, how, how, how did you come to know that? How did you come to get that figured out? How did you figure out all that? It was through the supernatural. It was through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. 
First thing is being born again. Secondly, being filled with the Spirit. Praise God and expecting Him to work. But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. For they are folly, meaningless, nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and, and estimated and appreciated. I, I think it's just amazing sometimes I, I, I'm just at all at the ho- the work of the Holy Spirit. There's things sometimes that yeah, I know myself, and I can only speak for myself. But you know, I go to do something, and it's like to know exactly what to do. It's the right thing because it produces the right results. It's by the Holy Spirit. That's what happened when that baby was born in a manger. Praise God! It was the right thing about to bring the right results upon the earth, and nobody had a clue. People were clueless about what was happening. A Savior is born. It was an even announced. It was even announced. So what was happening? So so here's here's all of hell itself. Satan's domain knew that, hey, there's something that's something that's cooking, but he didn't see the end result. He didn't see what was happening. But when he knew that that God's Anointing that God's thrust in the earth was all upon this baby being born. So what happened? He put out a decree for the for the males for the children to be firstborns to be crucified to be to be killed. But God's plan, God's wisdom was greater. He knew that that was about to take place, and he wasn't going to allow that to happen. Hallelujah. But yet he still spoke in the midst of it. He spoke to those that knew that he knew that would carry the right message and do the right thing in the earth. And it moved forward flawlessly, praise God. The plan moved forward just right on cue. Everything began to work out, and, 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 and the enemy was always steps behind. Couldn't get to it. Couldn't, but the enemy, so the enemy didn't know the whole plan, but he knew. He, let me say this today. In your life, when 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 good things happen, when things begin to take place, and you see the Spirit of God moving in your life and in your family and around you and things, and the enemy can see that, but he don't know exactly what it is. He don't know exactly what it is that's going on because most of the time we don't know exactly what it is. If we did, we'd be voicing it out, and then he would know. But no... God begins to work in us and we might think God's doing this thing and God's doing something else but yeah, He's working in the midst of it and the enemy's trying to figure it out and he knows he can see God's hand on our life and beginning to work in this situation. He don't know what it is but he, can, he knows it's God that's working and, and, and it's, so it's no strange thing that all of a sudden attacks come. Husbands and wives, you start getting against each other. Uh, where does that come from? Where's that... Where's that uh, 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 strife and stuff come from. The enemy's trying to throw something in the mix. And then all of a sudden, maybe it's family members. Well, that didn't work, so this here. And, 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 and I can tell you for a fact, there's some things about to happen and they're starting to happen. There's going to happen in a bigger way. You hang on right here in this church in a good way. It involves every one of you, praise God. So hang on. Glory to God. I'll give you a, I'll give you I'll give you a little a little uh, uh, probably February first of February we're going to start some um, uh, serious training 
in servant leadership. You'll hear this word, servant leadership, uh, around. And if you want to be involved in it, praise God, we want you to. We want you to take the journey with us. And uh, it's not going to be long. There's not going to be room in this room to hold the people, I can tell you right now. And we're really excited about this. And so uh, get ready. Praise God. Get ready. Glory to God. Wisdom is coming. I said wisdom is coming. And because why? What's this all about? Because we desire to reach Fremont County better. We desire to reach this region, this area more. There's people that need loved on. There's people that need help. There's people that need encouragement. There's people that need help around and with the children and the young people and everything. Praise God. I'm telling you, God has a plan. And God is given wisdom how to carry that plan out, praise God. And so we tap into that. And it's exciting. Glory to God. And tonight, we, uh, uh, we're so thankful for those of you that signed up, that's coming. And we're going to be having our banquet right in here, praise God. And uh, I, I tell you, we're going to hear some good things tonight, praise God. I'll be giving the, the state of the church address tonight, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Seriously. What God's done this year and where we're going. It's exciting. Glory to God. And it's exciting to have you guys involved. This is your church, praise God. Amen. And, uh, and so, so back to this, when, when God's moving and working through wisdom, there's things happening and, and Satan can see it. He don't know exactly what it is, but he'll try, he'll try to bring problems. And already, I mean, you know, like in an organization, or even in the church, our leadership, our pastoral team, we have to stay on guard because we know that the enemy will try to come after the leadership first. If he can get into the leadership, how many churches, how many ministries have been brought down because the enemy was allowed to get into leadership? In your, the leadership of your home, of your business, the enemy, that's where he'll come. And the Bible says what? We're not to be ignorant or unlearned or unknowing of Satan's devices. That he's going to come in there and try to, try to cause problems. Don't know what it is, but I got to get this stopped because I can see God's hand on it. And guess what? Everything the enemy does opposes God. And, 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 and always remember this, that God could care less about you and I, or I mean, Satan could care, sorry. Satan could care less about you and I, individually, ourselves, but it's the Word of God, and it's what God's doing through us that He once stopped. Yeah, it feels really personal sometimes, because it, it's affect things concerning us, and sometimes your own children and everything around you, your own household. But know this that the enemy is after the word of God and just make the decision to stand up and say, no, 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 I'll be bold as a lion, praise God, Satan, you'll not get in there. The wisdom of God is working in this and it's greater than what you have access to. Glory to God. Yep. Hallelujah. So God's working, God's doing things. And so we need to know that when, when God's hand, like I said, the enemy don't know what it is, but he knows that there's something that God's hand's on, that God's working, and the enemy goes right to that and tries to say, well, what can I do to get that stopped? I don't know what's going on. Thank God he don't know the whole picture. Thank God that God's wisdom operates totally underneath of that and going right in. Thank God, like for our government right now, you know, the wisdom of man would say one thing, but God's going right in. Praise God, working in things, working in situations. Hallelujah. Now, it may not be the way that we would think it is to be done, but God works with mankind on the level where we're at. Mankind put certain men in office and women in office. And so there's things that you deal with. We even see that in the Old Testament. Basically, God's saying, okay, you wanted that person, you got him. 
Now, when that's why when God's people humble themselves and pray, hallelujah, what's God able to do? He's able to go in and work in the midst of that anyway. And so, uh, so God's wisdom is awesome. So I want to encourage you today to know this. Just as God's wisdom showed up on the earth when this baby was born uh, uh, in a manger and nobody knew what was going on, nobody knew what was taking place, but it was a great plan. And it's still working in the earth today. Amen. Amen. It's still working here. It has affected your life. It's affected mine. That's why you're here today. Hallelujah. It's going to continue to affect. It'll affect our children. Oh, what a, and our grandchildren. What a blessing it is to see the Spirit of God working in our children, our grandchildren. And when the time comes, our great-grandchildren, praise God. I know some of your great-grandchildren, just thank God. Lay hands on them, impart to them every chance you get. Praise God. They're your legacy. They're, they're the ones that, that, that God, uh, you want the Spirit of God to continue to work in their lives. Praise God. Amen. God will do it. God will do it. All right, let's keep going so we can get this wrapped up here. Praise God. Uh, so... Uh, verse 15, right? We, we finished 14, 15. But the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into, questions, and discerns all things. Yet is, him in, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. Why? Because it's greater than him. It's by the Holy Spirit. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord so as to guide and instruct Him and give Him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's put it in a personal sense and say that. But I have the mind of Christ. Let's say that again. But I have the mind of Christ. The Messiah and do hold the thoughts, the feelings and purposes of His heart. Not good, praise God. He lives in us. His powers that work in us through the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to give us that supernatural wisdom. Just like He began to work up on the earth and said, Jesus, my son, will you be the one, the Redeemer, to go and set my people free? He said, yes, sir. And he came. And he walked true to the course. So, your heavenly father today is saying, will you be the one to continue to go to set my people free? Will you continue to stay true to the call of walking the life pure and holy in the midst of a world sickened by sin and darkness and greed and everything else that's in the world? Will you stay true to the call there's still people that need to be led to the Master. There's still people that need to be seen the truth so they can experience victory in their life just like what we have. Will you stick with it and not let anything, even the plans of the enemy that try to come up, will you, will you encourage the wisdom of God? Will you encourage His understanding so that you can do things, slip right under the radar and get the Father's business done and the enemy is, is unknowing the whole time. Because he will, 
He'll continue to work through us. I want to encourage you, you might work for a company, you might be someone uh, um, in, in business or something, and there might be problems and issues that nobody can figure out. But I want to encourage you, ask the giver of wisdom. He said, he that lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, that gives liberally to all men and upbraids not or doesn't withhold back. You might, there might be somebody that can't figure it out, but you said, I'll get you the answer. Just like Daniel did. No, I'll consult with the king. I'll consult with the king of kings, praise God. And he did. He consulted with the Lord, and he came back with the answer. They're my interpreting dreams. They didn't know what it meant. But Daniel says, I'll let you know what it means. Because he expected the wisdom of God. Do you expect God's wisdom in your life, everyday life? Do you expect God's wisdom during this time on the earth, whether we call the Christmas season, do you expect God's wisdom to make this the best Christmas season you've ever experienced? To have a blessing and be a blessing in someone's life? How did, you might show up at somebody's doorstep and you do something or say something or give them something and they, tears begin to flow and they say, how did you know that? How did you know that? It was the wisdom of God. But just because God loves you enough, He sent me. Oh, what a blessing it is to see people helped and delivered and set free. It's through the wisdom of God. Not through our natural abilities. Not through something that we can, we're so great of coming up with. But it's through God's wisdom, praise God. Turn, if you would, over to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. In verse 40, I want to read one verse right here. Speaking about Jesus, Luke 2, 40, And the child grew and waxed stronger in spirit, filled with wisdom. See that? Waxed strong in spirit. If, if you'll notice, you see the correlation between the Spirit and wisdom. See, he waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Guess what? It's the same way with us today. This should be what's saying about us. We should say, And Kevin grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah. Whoever you are, put your name in there. Because guess what? God's no respecter of person. What he did for Jesus, he was our example. Jesus was our example upon the earth. A lot of people say, yeah, that, that was Jesus. Well, was he? He was our example. The Bible says he's our example, which means example upon the earth. He, every, this is why this was all recorded. Because just as it was done in Jesus' life, he wants us to know it's available for us. Well, I could never have that. Wrong. It's given to us as well. Hallelujah. So God wants to wants that wisdom to flow and operate in our life. Now turn over to Ephesians. Hallelujah. A couple more and we're going to wrap this up here. Praise God. Ephesians. Chapter 2. 
Chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 7. Let's start with verse... Let's start with verse 15. Paul, again, speaking of the church at Ephesus. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. You know, understanding, knowledge and understanding changes everything. It, causes, it allows us to walk on a different level that we've never walked before. It allows us to enter into things that we never entered in before. I could go down through the list, and you might even share some of, that, some of those things tonight with everybody about how your life, what's happened since you began to learn the truths of God's Word in you and how it's caused you to step up on a different plane, a different level. When we learn and when we grow, it causes us to walk where we never walked before. It causes us to obtain things and situations and places in our life that we never was able to obtain before. Revelation and wisdom, when it comes, it changes us. If you don't believe it. So, Danielle does hair. How many of you would like to go to Danielle to have surgery done? <laughs> we'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> How many takers do we have? <laughs> could, if Danielle wanted to, could she be a surgeon? What's she need? Revelation, wisdom, knowledge, Right? and would cause her to step into a position that normally she would, never, she would never go there if she didn't have that. That goes true with every one of us. A lot of, and and don't, be, don't say, well, you know, I could never do that. Not right now you couldn't with what you've got, but you can change that. We can change that. If there's, and I want to encourage you, if there's something that's on your heart, that God's put in your heart, and it's been a while or whatever, but it's still on your heart, don't you lay that down. Go for it. Go after it. And don't use finances as an excuse. You say, well, it's easy for you to say, no. It's whether we choose to pursue it. A lot of people will try to pursue something only after they get the finances. But what they don't understand is if they'll pursue it, the finance, it'll call the finances in. Come on, I'm preaching better than you think I am right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a different way of thinking. It's changing. Folks, we've got to, we've got to make room for more. God's provided so much more available. We live way below what God, God intends for us to live sometimes. It's not because of God we're limited. We're limited because of us, our thinking, our, our choosing to do. Did not God say with God all things are possible to those who believe? Amen. So I know you're thinking, and that's good. 
But I want to stir you this morning. If there's something that's in your heart that you've laid down, but it's it's still in your heart, you know it was God. I want to encourage you to go back and revisit that. Ask first ask the Lord about Lord, is that still would would you still like for me to move in that direction? Ask him about it. And if he says, Yeah, he gives you the go ahead, then start moving in that direction. Start taking steps of faith. Don't wait for the money to be there. Do what you can do now. And it'll call to the money. It'll call that out. It'll begin to bring it in. So you're going, huh? Come on now. Like I said, I'm preaching better than you think I am, praise God. I'm speaking to somebody right now. I'm telling you. The enemy will come along, dash your plans, and sometimes say, well, you can't do that because you don't have the money to do that. Who said, who said it takes, in Scripture it says, well, all things are possible to those who believe except if you don't have enough money. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Faith will bring in the supernatural. Hallelujah. I know I've gotten a little bit off course here this morning, but somebody needed to hear that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power thank you lord jesus all right let's end with this one let's go over to acts let's go to acts chapter six hallelujah getting anything out of this this morning praise god hallelujah my desire is to challenge you challenge you to step up higher praise god Because the wisdom of God is available to every one of us. The wisdom of God is for us, praise God. It's available to us. Hallelujah. I said it's available to us. Let's just stop limiting ourselves and expect the wisdom of God to move into our lives, receive that wisdom, and then when the wisdom comes, how many of you know that it takes action? Let me say this. Knowledge is good. But when you put action to knowledge, it turns into wisdom. See, knowledge itself is really the absence of, in just itself, is just is really the absence of the working with that knowledge. I mean, there's a lot of people who get a lot of knowledge. Let me ask you something. You ever rode with someone and you went somewhere through a turn of a you know know, many turns that you made along the way and you saw how to get there and you say well yeah I saw I got knowledge of how to get there and then the next day they called you and said you know I'm not going to be able to go I'll just meet you out there and you go "Uh, I don't know that I can get there I have the knowledge of how to get there, but I don't know because you haven't done it yet. But once you've done it, you can do it repeatedly. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's obvious by your chuckles that you've been there. (laughs) You can do it repeatedly and you can help somebody else get there. You see what I'm saying? And so it's not just the knowledge coming, but it's beginning to apply that knowledge. 
Hallelujah. Well, we can do this, right? I said, we can do this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, so look at chapter 6, uh, 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 Acts chapter 6. And let's start here in verse uh, 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 3. Now, let's go in verse 1. And in these days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmur to the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily administration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God from preaching and to serve tables? Now listen to verse 3. Wherefore, brethren... Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. See that connection again? I'm telling you folks, you don't get that wisdom without the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and wisdom among whom we, we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And so what happens? They said, you know what? We need some people that will handle what? This wasn't the ministry, ministering of the word that they need, that he said that they needed wisdom with. This was just the care of them. This was the administration of, 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 of the needs and whatever. They needed wisdom. And they needed the Holy Spirit to help them. Guess what? It's the same way today. I don't care what it is that we're doing. We need the wisdom from heaven with the help of the Holy Spirit to get what we need to get. Jesus was born into this world through wisdom and the Holy Spirit. The seed was planted and we're entering this season that we call the Christmas season right now. This brought it all to pass. I think this is something that's very pertinent as we're just about to embark on a brand new year. Where we go this year, all of us, we need God's wisdom, right? That's why I gave you the, the, uh, the vision, so you can run with us in this vision. Because this is where God's called us, the direction that we're headed, praise God. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We need His wisdom, and it's been made available. So we say, thank you, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. I'll know what to do when I need to do it. This is something we say around our house a lot. I'm at the right place at the right time doing the right things with the right people. You can say that on your house. Amen. And, and, and when you say it, you begin to believe it and you say, yeah. And God can, it's a lot easier for God to funnel those things in our life when we get our faith hooked up with His. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise the Lord. How many of you knew have thought about wisdom being a part, having a part to play in the Christmas season? Hallelujah. It's right there. Amen. It was, it was through God's wisdom that, that it began to change everything. Praise God. And it changes things in our lives individually. Thank you, Lord. So, some of you have come from different areas of life. And you may be in the middle of something that you don't exactly know where you're going at this point. 
But keep him first. And say, Lord, I thank you. I have the mind of Christ. I'll know what to do when I need to do it. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, God's got more. We only limit ourselves. God never limits us. God's always pulling us up higher. He always wants to take us further. It's real easy sometimes, guys, especially I'm going to say guys, I'm going to focus on the men for a minute. It's real easy for us men to say, oh, I, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. Man, I can handle this. I can figure this out. Because we're fixers, right, guys? We fix things. Just show us what's wrong. We'll fix it. I tell our couples this in counseling and married. I said, you know, it's real easy to, you know, a woman, you, you could ask a, you can ask a woman in a marriage, give me an idea in this marriage on a scale of 1 to 10 where this marriage is at. And she, without a doubt, can give you the answer to that quickly and accurately. I've even had them ask them, I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you feel that your marriage is at? And she'd say, maybe a 5. And he's go, what? A 5? I thought we were a nine. He's clueless. He don't have that inboard radar. So guys, you need your wives. You need to ask them sometimes. On, on a scale of one to ten, where's our marriage at? Now this is, guys, this is where you come in. Now you ask her, what can I do to change it? If he knows, men, if you know what to do to change it, you can go to work fixing it, right? But you got to know what to do. So you tell him, "Well, this and this." Well, you, and guys, don't 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 be shocked or don't say, "Oh, I can't do that." Don't do that. No, you're a fixer. You can do it, and you go to work at it. We're made different. I don't know what this has got to do with anything, but. There's something that, but, uh, and so we need each other. So what I'm saying is guys are fixers and it's real easy to try to fix everything. Oh, I, I can do this. I can do that. And all we're looking for is somebody just to tell us what's broken or what we need to do different. Ah, I can fix this. I can get this going. What do you do? Your car's broke down. You may not know how, how, or, 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 you may find out, you may through somebody's help or something may find out what's wrong with it. And then what do you do as a guy? You go about trying to find how to fix it. You begin to look it over and analyze it through, uh, through uh, uh, YouTube. Thank God for YouTube. But, guys, I'll give you a little word of a wisdom. Don't completely rely on YouTube. Rely on the Holy Ghost. Because there might be someone on YouTube and you know on the inside that's something's not right about that. You got me? And so guys are real good about that. So guys, there's things sometimes that you're not going to get it fixed without God's help. You're not going to get there. You struggle and struggle and the only thing that will happen is you'll get more frustrated and there'll be more problems ensued without leaning on the Holy Spirit for His help. We need Him.
We need his wisdom. We need his wisdom. Hallelujah. We good? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> He's so good. He is so good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I had a conversation with a pastor, a friend of mine, just recently. And he's been having some health issues. Been going to doctors. Doctors can't find out what the problem is. I told him, I said, Sir, I said, you're a person who knows how to hear from God. I said, know this, that the Holy Spirit knows exactly what the problem is. All you've got to do is tap into that. I said, sir, you've got to make time and pray in the Spirit. Pray in your heavenly language. Spend time with Him. And let Him download to you the wisdom that you need. And He'll do it. I'm excited to hear what happens because of that. But see, if we don't make the time, sometimes we let life, get all the busies get so ahead of us that we don't take the time, make the time to say, Lord, I need your voice. You might need to take off and go spend a couple of days by yourself. Just lock yourself away and just spend some time praying with him, worshiping the Lord, and then let him download that wisdom into you. And you go, ah, now I know what to do. Any time I've ever done that, made set aside special time to do that, I've always got answers. Always. It works. So if you're up against something and you don't know exactly what to do, stop trying to figure it out on your own. Go set some time aside between you and the Master and just say, I'm all yours, Lord. Begin to worship Him. I need your wisdom. You said if I'd ask, You'd give liberally to me. And I'm asking, sir. And he'll download it. He'll give it to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's do something before we, we're dismissed right now. We're out of time. I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed, please. No one looking around. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with the Master. I'm talking about saying, Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and make me a new creature in you. Brand new person. When you do that, he needs your will to express to him, I need you. I need a Savior. And then he'll come in, but he won't force his way in our lives. And I'm pretty sure probably about everybody in here, if not everybody, is born again. But maybe you know that you're just not where you should be with the Lord. I'm not talking about did something not so nice this week or last couple of nights. You can just say, Jesus, forgive me. But I'm talking about stepping outside. I'm talking about like the prodigal son. You've, you've gone your way and, and doggone it, you know, you found out it's just not working. And you're ready to turn about, about face and, 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 and address the master and say, I'm all yours. If that's you today and you've had enough and you said, okay, I'm making the change right now. Again, this is not about this church. It's not about religion. It's about in your relationship with the Master. If that's you, well, every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would. 
Examine your heart. If that's you, just quickly, just slip up your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. I'm not going to call you out or anything. I just want thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know who it is because you hear the Lord knocking on your door and saying, will you open to me? Will you open the door to me? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know you have a loving Father. He loves you. He doesn't condemn you one bit. He loves you and He's pulling for you and He wants you to come up higher. Thank you, Jesus. Who is that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, let's just pray this prayer together. If that's you, you just mean it with your whole heart and God will meet you right there. You ready? Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I come to you humbly today. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all, all unrighteousness. I ask you to put this under the blood right now in Jesus' name. And from this day forward, I'll endeavor to give you my all, to do my very best, to follow after you. Thank you for having such great patience with me and loving on me. In Jesus' name, I receive your forgiveness right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for every person here. Hallelujah. For that one that maybe prayed that from the bottom of their heart and meant it, and you know it, and Lord, you'll work with them on it. And Father, I just pray over this congregation for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in you. Thank you, Lord, for everything that's needed for advancement, to move forward, to do what needs to be done in people's lives. We just thank you for that taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for a great week. And Father, we just give you praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Praise God. We're more than conquerors. Amen. We love you. Don't forget you're valuable and precious, special and important to God. We love you. We'll see you tonight. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.